You are listening to Late Arrivals, the Anaheim Ducks podcast on the Inside the Rink Network of Podcasts. Now, here are your hosts. There we go. Did we get it on both of your guys' screens? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh boy, we, we we are off to a hot start tonight. I accidentally ended the Twitch stream thinking I was hitting record. Um, but th- this is episode 70 of Late Arrivals. Um, a lot has happened. Um, this has been a week that has felt like a year. Um, and we'll, we'll get into reasons why, but um, Jesus Christ, I don't know about you guys, but I'm tired. <laughs> Very. I I had to remind myself a couple times today that it was Thursday. It just, I don't even know. What'd you say? I was going to say, the second period alone felt like it took like three hours. Jesus, I know. Like tonight's game, you know, we're recording on Thursday night. Ducks Hurricanes just ended like an hour and a half ago. Wasn't fun. Do you have a, do you have a number 70? Do we have a number seven? Yeah, seven? this is the Dennis Rasmussen episode. He is the only Rasmussen. player in Ducks history to wear number 70. So wow. Dennis Rasmussen in 2018, shout out. Nice. Ducks, Ducks legend. I don't even remember totally where we got him from. I think we got him from Chicago. Yep, Chicago. Uh, yeah. Seven games with us as a center. Four points. Very memorable. That was... Uh... That was before the ascension of uh, of Derek Grant, I believe. <laughs> I mean, Grant did like three tours of duty with us, so <laughs> oh probably God, the only remind me. I know. Well, he's we, got to uh, be up there with the most like tours with us. Different, you know. Boschman was have three, or is it just two? Lupo might have had. Lupo might have had. No, I think he had two. I know Boschman had like three, didn't he? Yeah, he had Boshman. three. Chris Wagner, I think, had two or three. Yeah. Even he's like also, Delzato. He's, also had, he's, he's had like two or three with like two different teams too. Because I'm pretty sure he's in Colorado's system and he's been there like three times at least. Yeah. Lupo had two. I'm looking at hockey. Two? Airport. Okay. Well, and we, Boschman did have three. Sorry. You can go ahead. Good. <laughs> Well, we do have games to talk about, but I don't think that's the reason why everyone's here. So we'll uh, we'll we'll breeze through those uh, very quickly. Uh, well, I should say very quickly because I mean some things have happened that are of note. Um, I mean the Jets game. There's not really much I think we could have done. The Jets are just shockingly good um, this year. Uh, I don't. Thank God Kyle Connor wasn't in the lineup because I felt like that game could have been worse. Um, yeah, I I thought that was a pretty decent game from the Ducks. Um, all things considered, yeah, yeah, I mean, like it wasn't bad. Here we are at the end of the week, considering <laughs> where that game happened. About <laughs> to walk into traffic. Um, yeah. I mean, they only took two penalties against the Jets. That's got to be the first time this season that they've taken less than five. Yeah. Less than three. Pretty sure. <laughs> um, they just couldn't score. They kind of got goalied, I guess, by Brassois. He had a lot of nice saves in that one. I no, feel like their like... offense is really clicking anyway. 
I feel like yeah. he's like randomly just one of those goalies we always run into and lose. Yep. It's like him. I'm trying to think of who else. Um, I mean, Ranta's kind of like that, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think tonight counts because he came in relief, but yeah. came in relief and then didn't give up any. So I want to consider him tonight. Like, I kind of feel like Mike Smith was like that with us for a bit. I feel like every time he played Mike Smith. He's the one that ruined the the Calgary streak. Yeah. I remember he was on the Flames. Mm-hmm. McTavish gets a goal in that one. Um, I think he probably was the one penalty. I, I don't know. Lou, Lou's on the injured reserve <laughs> tonight. He also got hurt. Um, yep. He, he would definitely know because uh, Lou has He's been, been on very one. insistent on yeah. – Keeping uh, one. keeping twenty three accountable since uh, coaching staff apparently doesn't want to. Yeah, Lou's taking his his uh, his stance here. He's putting his foot down. Is it safe to say that Lou is against the youth movement in Anaheim? Should I throw that out there? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Why does Lou hate Mason McTavish? Mike Holland. <laughs> Up next on ITR. <laughs> Forward by Frank Saravalli. <laughs> Oh, who oh. has put Mason McTavish on his trade block? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're gonna get into that more, I'm sure, in a little while here. Oh yes, oh yeah. yes, we will. Um, mm-hmm. they follow up the Jets game and lose to the Red Wings. Um, it was all but nice to see Zegers pop back in and have his uh, first multi-goal game of the season. Mm-hmm. Those all looked really good. Um, I know everyone was up in arms about the game winner. That wasn't a kick. I'm sorry. It was not. It was not. I mean, the rule is stupid. The wording of the rule is dumb, but mm-hmm. he, we've seen goals like that count before. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it has to be just with a minute left in the game. Um, <laughs> but I, 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 I don't think we can really say it wasn't expected just this this has been the season of bad luck mm-hmm. what is what is our luck with anniversary seasons just being like promising for like a month and then just yeah being a disaster the rest of the way well the, the 25th, 25th season was like this where they did good for a little bit and then just the wagon flew off a cliff instead of just going off the rails the twenty fifth, like eleven straight in January. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like eight of them were at home. Yeah. yeah. I want to say the twenty fifth anniversary was probably the worst anniversary season in Ducks history because at least the 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 twentieth they made the playoffs. Yeah. Got beat. Got beat in the second round. We won't talk about it, but um, that happened. And then the tenth anniversary was the Cup year. But they yeah. went to the cup, not winning the cup, but they went to the cup against the Devils. Yeah. Because it was the mighty decade at center. Yeah. You know. Um, so, yeah, it was really the, tw- the 25th was the worst one. That was, and then of course it had to be like the worst anniversary season with the, uh, uh, you know, the, the pregnant logo. So the we pregnant, had to have a horrible the pregnant D. Yeah. We had to have a horrible season and then look at that anniversary patch while losing. Um, but anyway, Ducks Red 
wings. <laughs> it was 3-2. Um, you know, Dostal, like you said, played really well. Zegras, both of his goals were beautiful. Um, Fowler got an assist on the second one, I think. And it tied him with Steve Ruchin for fifth on the Ducks' all-time points list at 432. So good on him. Good for Cameron. I can't believe how long he's been a duck. It's so crazy. I know. So I like how Pete. Oh, go ahead. No, it's just it's a kind of useless story. But when I was thirteen, Cam Fowler was my favorite player, and I named my dog. She was a it's a girl, so I named her Cammy after Cam yeah. Fowler. Nice. We we're just like I can't believe our dogs are ten <laughs> years old now, and I'm like that means Cam Fowler's been in the league for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I just I was gonna say I like how uh, Pete Blackburn tweeted out the other night that the Cam Fowler era has lasted longer than the Drysdale era. You're spoiling it. Don't run out there yet. So, following up two losses, um, the Ducks made us feel good for one night, but it was at the cost of just everyone. Just everything. Um, the Egress goes down in the first period, and now we know that it was a broken ankle. Um, yes. Egress goes down right at the beginning of the game, and you know, of course, everybody is thrown into a panic, which uh was more so because of the events that preceded that game. Um, mm-hmm. but again, we will get that to that in a sec. Um, but then also losing Pavel Minchikov at the end of the game, literally like right at the finish line. Um, I didn't watch this one, but as soon as I saw the 5-3 goal, I kind of was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that came after Minchikov left the ice. Yeah. Um, That was kind of the moment of like, okay, everyone's freaking out about Pavel being hurt. Um, and then they scored, and I was like, uh-oh. They're going to blow this, um, but they did it. Yeah. So, you know, um, I think this is the first time in a good couple, se- like handful of seasons where we've beat the Preds um, more than once. Which, more than once. Mm-hmm. It was small victories here. Um, it's always fuck Nashville, at least in my eyes. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote down in my notes back in the wind column, but at what cost? <laughs> <laughs> Um, we did get Jackson Lacombe, got his first multi-point game of his career on his birthday. Uh, 23rd birthday, happy birthday, Jackson. I kind of feel bad because everything else that happened kind of overshadowed his, birthday, his birthday tweet. Because <laughs> it was yeah, just it, kind it of sure thrown did. in the middle of the day while everything was on fire. Everything's, yeah, everything's burning. And then, oh yeah, happy birthday, Jackson Lacombe. <laughs> um, but... Saros looked kind of shaky in that game. Um, the fact that we had two out of the penalty box goals was, that was kind cool. of funny. Um, that it's cool. funnier that it happens against the Preds, but the I think one that's was my better. favorite type of goal. Yeah, when they jump out of the penalty box and immediately on a breakaway. Like those are like probably yeah. one of my favorite type of goals. Those are so think, fun to watch. I think good. I liked the goodest one more than Strom's just because it was so messed up. Like, I know. Gudis, yeah, like had such to, a like, broken play. Yeah, like. The guy caught up to him, so he kind of had to go to the side a bit, shot it, got his own rebound, little wraparound goal. It was very odd, but it was nice. Um, I was going to say, 
last week we did our predictions for the Preds game. We all had the Ducks winning, so at least we we we, we did that. We got that right had, at least. Yeah, Jake had Jake. You had it four two. I had it four one. Lou had it three two. So we were we were close, you know. In I the ballpark. The, yeah, I mean it was it was close. You're the one that got the uh, the goal differential right at least. Yeah. Yeah, so we were close. But yeah, um you know, Zegris is out for what, six to eight? And same with same with Minchikov. Uh they said weeks. what was what was Minchikov's? It was a separated shoulder. Separated shoulder. I almost said torn shoulder. That wouldn't have made sense. <laughs> um and yeah. Everything is fun. Not led in to tonight where things were not fun again. Yeah. Because uh, we got the injury news uh, about what, an hour before puck drop? If, if that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if that. So everybody was already kind of in a tizzy about that because mm-hmm. to get that before they're about to play, I feel kind of sucks the life out of you of like. Yeah, I really don't care if this happens because this is horrible. <laughs> Everything is terrible. <laughs> um, but they lose tonight to the Hurricanes six to three, which is kind of funny because that was the score of the home opener. Um, so both games yeah. have ended in the same score. It's just different team this time around. Um, you guys can probably bring a little more insight to this than me because I was busy at work, but um, it seems like there was no defense and no saves, um, which has been par for the course for about the last mm. couple of weeks, but definitely no defense. Gibson was left kind of out to dry on a, on a decent chunk of those goals. Um, I mean, then we lost him in the, in the third period. Gibson went down upper body or lower. Is that it's upper? an upper body. It didn't upper? look too okay. serious, though. No? Hopefully he's just day-to-day. Because Orlov shoved someone into him, right? Lundestrom, yeah. Orlov Lundestrom. sent Lundestrom into... Uh, is it Konchenkov? Konchenkov? Yeah. Konchenkov. And then Lundestrom himself, Lundestrom himself hit his head on the uh, on the post on the way down. Yeah, so, so I don't know. I'm not sure what Orla was up to tonight. Like, I don't know what was going through his head, but he was on a mission to push, like, to throw people into goalies tonight. I don't know what his problem is. Um, but that kind of sucked. Um, so, Dimitri, I don't know, figure it out. Maybe grow up a little bit. Just saying. Um, Strom, Strom had a really nice goal. Um, if you missed it, he really showed his hand-eye coordination tonight. That was beautiful. Just knocked it out of midair. It was, it was pretty cool. Um, the other thing that was really like of note in this game is that Vetrano scored again and it's his 20th goal on the season. And that is, um, now his third 20 goal season of his career. And I think he became the first. Yeah. I think he became not the first. He, he, uh, joined Kessler, Ryan Kessler and Peter Sakura, I think for players to post like consecutive seasons of yeah. 20 goals or more with within with like with the ducks so that was pretty cool um yeah that's pretty much it from that game like it was it was it sucked at first and then the ducks somehow tied it at three and i'm like okay and then it all went to hell after that again like, just I, I just it. yeah 
they just had a horrible, horrible first period. Yeah. I think I think the final shot totals after the first period is like 16 oh, to one. They couldn't disgusting. They couldn't get out of their zone. Like they would mm. get to like the blue line, try and chip it out or something, and they just couldn't. They couldn't yeah. manufacture any offense at all. It was just they're playing sloppy too. Couldn't get tape to tape passes. It was just rough to watch. Yeah. After that first period, I almost like decided to not watch the rest of the game. Just the way it went. I'm like 16 one in shots. You know, like you're down two nothing. Like, what is like what's the point of this game? Like it's gonna suck. And they kind of sucked me back in when they came back to tie it at three just to curb stomp my heart. Once again, yeah, getting outshot by 20. <laughs> yeah. So talk about injuries uh, to interject oh. here. Not from not from the Ducks, um, but Eichel had to be helped off the Vegas game. They said it was a, they thought it was a skate issue originally, but uh, there's an, our, our boy Hockey Daily 365 posted like the alternate angle uh, showing him being helped into the locker room. He's kind of limping. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's just something going on right now. Just a ton of people getting hurt. Seriously, and they're all like really good players. It's not like these bottom six guys or like people getting called up from like the AHL or something. It's like top guys on teams. Especially here. the Ducks. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was I was watching Ooh. the game with my dad and I was like, like Sam Carrick isn't getting hurt. <laughs> like it's always <laughs> Leo Carlson, Trevor Zegris, Pavel no. Mitchukov. So he lost the skate blade, but he got like hip checked in the knee. Ooh. Oh, that's just, ew, that looks awkward. Sounds awkward. Hip check in the knee. <laughs> <sighs> well, we can't skirt around it any longer. We gotta, we gotta talk about what everybody is here for. Um, Pat Verbeek, known agent of chaos. Made just an out of left field trade that I think we're gonna be hearing about. I, I feel like this is gonna be this is gonna be the Pat Verbeek trade until something crazier happens. Yeah. Um but shit, what day was it now? Tuesday when it happened? Monday. Was it Monday? I thought it was Tuesday. Oh yeah, because they or no, because it happened before the Nashville game. And the Nashville game was Tuesday. Didn't yes, it Tuesday? happened while they were on the flight to Nashville. Oh, right, right, right. Flight to Nashville. So I was standing there at work. It was slow, and nothing had ha- it was happening. And I looked at my phone, and I saw the tweet <laughs> that we had traded Jamie Drysdale and a 2025 second-round pick for Cutter Gauthier from the Philadelphia Flyers. And in denial, my brain is like, that's got to be fake. Yeah. But then you start processing and the Ducks are the only account I have notifications for on Twitter. (laughs) And then it set in. And I kind of just stood there a while. It It was not fun. No. Yeah, that was that was a blindside smack right there. Like I not even kidding. I even like I tweeted about it saying I had to read it. Like I'm not I wasn't being dramatic. I probably read it five times. And I had to look at like the check mark on Twitter. 
I had to look at who else was retweeting it, and I even had to click on the the profile to make sure it was. I was so confused. Um, oh, and you were right, Chris. It is. It was Monday. Monday. Yeah. Okay. For but, me, I was driving home. I was driving. I was on the freeway, sitting in traffic on the fifty-seven, and my phone starts blowing up. And I look quickly. I just see a Pierre LeBron LeBron tweet saying like. Uh, wow, like Cutter Gauthier traded, whatever. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. damn. I didn't even look. I didn't read the full tweet. I just saw Cutter yeah. Gauthier tweeted. I was like, dang, that's wild. And then I our lap group chat started going off. And I, I just saw Chanel, like, I missed Jamie already. And I was like, I didn't put two and two together. So I was like, why is oh, wow. Jamie already? Did he get hurt again? And then <laughs> I get home, I finally read the whole thing. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Oh, you were able to drive home and still be happy and live your life while all of us were. <laughs> I was actually like my initial reaction was actually like happy. You're just I bopping know, around. Well, I know like like I th- I'm sure we're gonna get into it right now, but like like Cutter Goche is what the Ducks are missing. Like they yeah. have all these playmakers with you know McTavish, Terry, Zegris, Carlson, but they they don't really ooh, stuttering. They really don't have like someone to finish those plays and that's exactly mm-hmm. what this guy's going to be yeah and we all knew somebody from the young defensive core was going to go mm-hmm. so I'm, i didn't I'm think excited. it was going to happen this week but i did not <laughs> just no, just a, a random like mid-january trade yeah <laughs> jesus um i mean you kind of hit the nail on the head jack like it's something that the Ducks have been missing. And I mean, you read Pat Verbeek's quotes about about Cutter and that, I mean, the fact that he was actively trying to trade up to get him in the year he was drafted and just nothing materialized kind of says all you need to know about this deal is Pat was going to get him one way or another um, if he became available and that's a whole nother thing we'll 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 touch on in a sec here um but some things that i found interesting and i mean i know it was very you know trade announcements tend to be very just kind of to the point and blunt um but and i know a little is lost in all of that because those those tweets are meant to be informative of the player that's being brought in you know they want fans to kind of get the the quick you know cliff notes of hey this is who we traded for this is what they've done so far what they're you know where they're at you know so on and so on um but the very just small paragraph of i want to thank jamie drysdale for his hard work and dedication to the organization he's got a great future ahead of him it wasn't an easy decision but in cutter we're getting a terrific player and a very versatile player we're excited to get him um and expanded before that you know the the full like the bigger quote was just, he's an up-and-coming young defenseman but when i've been watching our team the last month or so we've had a we've had difficulty scoring goals this opportunity presented itself and we're really and we really started diving into it as time went on we pushed we pushed to make the deal happen hmm. i i wouldn't say that is a concerning quote but I kind of feel like we're we're getting to that point and with the deadline coming in two months or about a month and a half now. March 8th. 
I feel I feel like a lot more of this is gonna happen. Um, and I I have always appreciated that Pat is very blunt in how he says these things, um, because he certainly has shown that he's a no bullshit guy. Um, mm. You know, we could see with this trade that I want what yeah. I want, and I'm gonna get what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, but fuck, it almost to me seems like if you are a guy on this roster right now, you are you are playing for your job. Yeah. Um, just because he, he obviously wants this team to be better than where we're at. And certainly this, the prospect of having Gochi at the end of the season, after his college season's done, you know, will will make us better for that last month. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think just by having him in the lineup, which is hard to say for a kid that has never played an NHL game. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's interesting and it's it's hard. You know, everyone's already trying to paint the winners of the trade, um, but just it it's it's rough because like you don't expect somebody that you thought was going to be one of the one of the core guys going forward would be the first to go. Yeah, um, and certainly seems like it may not be the last. Definitely not. I do want to say for people, I've seen a lot of people jumping on like different players to be like, okay, this is my new favorite player or whatever. I've seen one name pop up and I, I don't want to put like, you know, salt in the wound here, but I wouldn't be so quick to say, okay, I'm going all in as my favorite duck being Frank Vetrano. Cause <laughs> I think he's, you might want to prepare yourself. I mean, obviously, <laughs> us as a podcast, we're just fans. We have no inside information at all. We will never claim to have that. <clears throat> we don't have it. But Frank Vitrano is going to be someone that everyone is going to be calling for at by the deadline to help a playoff push. And another name I want to throw out there to be ready for, just in case, is Adam Henrik, because I thought he was going to be gone last deadline i was very shocked that he was still a duck after last year's deadline this year let's be real we're also kind of shocked he's still a duck after the whole bob burry debacle true Um, true which is a testament to how shitty things were under bob um yeah yeah, let's let's not downplay that like obviously things (laughs) can change and you can have a change of heart but if i was you know adam has very high patience it seems um Mm -hmm. Yes, like you said, it, it's at this point, it's kind of just like, you're still here. Holy shit. Like, yeah. so I would just, you know, if you're listening, get ready for those two names, possibly not being ducks by or after March 8th. That is a Friday, by the way. So wonderful way to kick off the weekend. <laughs> and just quickly <laughs> to add on to Frank Vetrano, like if you're the ducks, this is the highest his value is going to be. 100%. 100%. I mean, and it sucks because I love Frank. You know, yeah. he's, he's an awesome player. He's got a really great shot. But at the same time, and this is like no disrespect to Frank, but I don't think he's ever really – I mean, he's having a career year. Yeah. And it's with the Ducks. I, you just don't – at his – you know, he's he's not super young. Is he um, I, I think – 29 or 30, yeah. 
I don't want to throw like Bolesky out there because he's he has a better all around he has a better game than Bolesky. But like there's some players that just work out with a certain team. And I think Frank might have that here with the Ducks. And if he wants at some point more money, I mean, we don't have to worry about that. But I mean, like, I just feel like there's going to be a team that wants him for the playoffs. They're going to overpay and then they're going to regret it later. And the Ducks win that little trade because they're gonna, there's going to be desperate teams that want scoring. Um, going into the playoffs, and Frank fits that bill. And uh, the Ducks would be kind of dumb not to jump on these desperate teams. Just don't be Boston, please, because they have nothing. (laughs) Yeah, Frank, he had a career year last year in terms of points, 41 points last year, highest career total. This year he's on pace for 59. So Mm -hmm. he's going to turn 30 in March. Um, These don't mean anything, but I love these reading on – Hockey reference. His uh, nicknames are Mizzy, Grapes, Rolex, Frank the Tank, Frankie V, and the Springfield Rifle. So, <laughs> very valuable information for what? those teams looking at right. it. If you want the Springfield Rifle on your team, give that a call. We don't have Lou for Matt Ball facts, but we have we have the nickname yeah. Corner now, Jack. There we go. <laughs> Shout out to Hockey Reference, too, for having that info. Love Hockey Reference. That's awesome. Grapes. Where the hell does that come from? I know. To add to that, um, you know, there's also some other names uh, that are out there um, that I honestly, with how, with how Monday shook <laughs> out, fuck, it very well could be true. Um, we don't want to manifest that, so we won't say it, but yeah, I feel like this year more, more so than years past, you know, mm-hmm. dealing Raquel, dealing Lindholm, dealing Manson, you know, the list goes on. Um, those were all hard because those were guys that we've all grown attached to. And I, I, I do also, I'll, I'll kind of package this up because it leads into, Kind of some of the, the the drama on Ducks Twitter that day, um, <laughs> but yeah, the it like we grow attached to these players and it sucks. Um, but I feel like this year might be one of those that's just gonna really suck. Um, yeah, you know, we we try and keep things very lighthearted and positive here as best we can, but it's kind of. It's kind of that point of the rebuild where it's like we're getting to we're getting to that window where obviously Pat sees a vision and it hasn't quite wrinkled out the way he's wanted to yet. And there's still just a little he can squeeze dry and it might hurt a little bit to wring that out. Mm-hmm. But I do, like I said, I want to kind of wrap this up. You can be upset about players leaving, um, but let's just not argue about it. You know, everyone has emotions. We're all humans. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. other people are going to deal with this, how they want to deal with it. You know, it sucks losing a player like Jamie because obviously his, his career hasn't been what we expected. 
Um, and it's yeah. no fault to him. It's just shitty luck, you know, coming up during COVID, um, the injuries he's dealt with, like you can say he got, he didn't get a fair shake. It's what, you know, people are going to believe what they want to believe, but Hey, at the end of the day, we're, we're all human. We're all going to have emotions about this. It's kind of the shitty thing about sports is we're not the ones playing it, but when you get invested into it, it, it sometimes is a bitch. Um, yeah. I, I told you earlier before we hopped on, I wanted to um, pull up the Ducks history account because it's kind of a, a, a week that I didn't really realize. Um, this week marks uh, the anniversary of when I started watching hockey. Oh. Because my very first game was after Solani's number was retired. Nice. Um, it was like at the end of January I went. So I understood, like, kind of reflecting back, uh, remembering when I started watching in 2015 and how I absolutely had no clue <laughs> about, you know, about hockey and how this fan, you know, how hockey fans work, um, you know all these years later looking at it it's like damn i got sucked in <laughs> um welcome to the show you know for for better or for worse at the end of the day um it sucks but trades like that do suck um yep but you know we won't we won't be all emo here and we'll we'll start talking about the fun stuff that happened well, um, really quick, let me go ahead. Let me ahead. just let me just rip this bandaid off really quick. I did post on the podcast account. I just I wanted instant reaction to the oh, yeah, drive. I forgot show. you did that. Great. I wonder yeah. how your phone is doing. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I got more reactions than I anticipated. I did. I was hoping to maybe get like a handful, and it turned into like almost a hundred people. So I'm gonna try. I'm just gonna read through a few. Um. I will say Nat, shout out to our friend Nat. She posted that she just ordered a beverage to enjoy this evening, and it was Clorox. Um, splashless, by the way, splashless. So that's good. Um, I feel bad for Faith. Just got Drysdale's jersey. Um, that's what really sucks. Um, yes, it is a business. Yes, players get traded all the time. But when people buy these jerseys, they're not cheap. You know, it does suck that, you know, when you when you get a player's jersey that you really like and they end up leaving, especially if you buy it and then they're gone even before you get it in the mail or something. That always we, we that did always have sucks. one of those come into the store. I felt so bad. Oh, really? The, the guy called on Monday and he goes, hey, I sent my jersey off last week, um, but the guy I got on the back just got traded. How does that work? Oh, um, <laughs> I, I, that quick, sucks. I quickly was like. I walked away from that conversation. I was just like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, a friend, writer at ITR, our um, uh, TikToker, Chanel, she just posted, no context, just a picture of Jack Hughes. Looks like he's crying. I don't know if he hit the smelling salts or something, or I don't know what happened in this, like, after, like, before this picture. But, um, yeah, he's crying. Um, we got some streaming gifts. Um, it was a there's a lot of different it was a lot of different emotions for sure. It definitely wasn't heavy on the emo side. It was 
kind of split between people being like end of days and people being excited for Gauthier. But there was kind of no in between. <laughs> um, but yeah, I appreciate everybody putting in their two cents there. It was kind of cool just to see everyone's reactions and get different opinions on it. Um, I will also say that I'm excited for Gauthier. Like I was watching the World Juniors and he's a very good player. I was not expecting him to be a duck. You know, I knew he was a flyer and but he's he's very good. It does suck that drives that went to the Flyers. I mean it's just that's just it just sucks. Like I hate that he's on the Flyers. I just don't I don't like that team at all. Like the fans are just no offense to our buddy Jay Money. Shout out to Jay Money. Love you, dude. You're going through it this week as well with <laughs> With, with us, <laughs> yeah, you're kind of yeah. Uh, hope you're all right. Um, but I just hate your team, man. You're cool. I like you. Love you, man. Let's be real. It's the statue. I was just gonna say, God, you hate the team or you hate the statue. <laughs> oh yeah, J One, you're sad. Why don't you go cry at the Rocky statue? Son of a bitch. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, let's let's get. Let's get into talking about Mr. Mr. Gauthier. Um, for those of you uninformed, um, which very well is a possibility considering yeah. that everything in regards to Cutter has been negative um, <laughs> for a multitude of reasons. Um, yeah. Like I, like I had said, um, it was clear that Pat Verbeek really, really wanted him um, because we, we kind of heard that he like kind of offhandedly at, after that draft that he he was looking to move up. Um, I don't remember if anything ever came out that it was specifically to get Gauthier. Um, very well could have. But hockey Twitter is a very just, I don't know, time time passes by differently when, when stuff is going on. I, I hardly remember when these little snippets and stuff come out because uh, there's – there's a there's not a lot of trust I, I would say between certain individuals in the uh, the insider space, but uh, we will yeah, leave it at that. Guys, yeah. So in Cutter Gauthier, we are getting um, a kid that can shoot the puck that has been sorely needed for a while. Um, yeah, Pat talked a lot about how his shot is kind of what is advertised most about him. Um, but if you do watch any highlight packs of his play, um, he's, he's, he's got some hands for a big boy. Um, he is 19, six, two and one ninety four already. Yeah. Um, so he fits in already with just the absolute monsters that, uh, pet Verbeek likes to draft, um, which, you know, makes this definitely a, a move that I think everybody feels is on brand for Pat Verbeek. Um, you know, we, we joked a lot about with Debrinket being on the market over the summer that he wouldn't be touched by a 10 foot pole when it came to the Ducks because he is a small little guy. He tiny. Um, but shit, like. <laughs> just thinking that we can have a guy that can compliment pretty much anywhere you put him 
um, mm -hmm. within that top six. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say that he's going to be playing first line minutes right out the gate because if Leo Carlson is getting the the baby glove treatment, um, yeah. I, I think we we it's safe to assume we might see a little bit of that when he first comes over. Mm -hmm. um, Hopefully not as much just because he's played on North American ice. Yeah. His whole life. Um, if you haven't already, please please go watch his highlights because he just has a, a cannon of a shot. Yeah. Um, he's good and tight. His pass, I mean, his passing is. I don't see people talking about that a lot, but the World Junior highlights and stuff, like he's doing one touches to guys that aren't even facing the right direction and they're somehow still scoring. Um, yeah. We're, we're getting a real, a real player out of this. Um, I think that's kind of lost in all of this is we're losing a known quantity for an unknown. And granted, we won't know that until he comes to the team in March or, you know, maybe even April. Um, yeah. Hopefully sooner than that, but we are waiting until BC's season is done so he can sign his entry level and there is intent yeah. to sign his entry level. So everybody can take a, take a deep breath. Um, we wouldn't be making this trade if it wasn't to have him play on the ducks. Um, you know, by yeah. all accounts, he sounds very excited to play. Um, but man, just the thought, I was talking to my coworkers about this. The thought of a Gauthier, McTavish, like Kalorn, like second, like shutdown line. Yeah. Just, it gets it gets me hot and bothered. Um, <laughs> I feel like that is going to be a penalty heavy line, but a, yeah. it's something I think we've missed. Um, mm -hmm. You know, just a big, a big winger that can finish. Um, and he, and and uh, Verbeek has said how fast he is too. Um, he was surprised with his speed. So to be that yeah, big and to I have think, speed as well as. Yeah, I think Rabin said he had elite speed. And then just in the other scouting ports I've, I've read, they haven't said elite, but they say above average, which is yeah. better, already better than what the Ducks have. Yeah, the, <laughs> the exact quote is. The lowest skating teams out there. Mm -hmm. The exact quote is he has obvious top six talent. He's versatile. He can really shoot the puck and he's got underrated playmaking skills. His skating ability is elite, in my opinion. Big opinion. Big little 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 part there. This is this is from <laughs> the beak itself. The beak. Um, the he beak. says, "I've been looking for more speed at front with our group, and he certainly fills that ticket." Definitely go go listen to his uh, interview on Duckstream with Alexis Downey because that was really good too. Because on his hockey DB, it says that he's left wing, um, but like you said, Jake, he. He is um, comfortable playing both, and he's willing to play both. And in that interview, he said that he'll just play wherever the coach thinks he fits. So, um, which hopefully is swing because I feel like we have yeah. enough center depth uh, going forward. Yeah, you know, a lot of that will be different post deadline because, mm -hmm. to your point about Henrique probably being gone, you know, Pagnota yeah. kind of said that he's probably the next one to fall just because they want. A little family security if he does get traded mm -hmm. um yeah but going forward it it's it's not bad to have because it means he can fill in if there are injuries if you know say a carlson or 
McTavish are in kind of a slump or, you know, Zegers gets moved back to center. Like he can kind of fill in where he's needed. Um, but man, he, I, I hope he's on wing just because me too. He just, he, he is deadly out there and mm-hmm. he's, he's going to be a game changer. Um, you know, it, it sucks that this has all kind of been lost in the week, um, which I guess we can start getting into now. Um, but before we do that real fast, uh, I will catch myself here. Um, last year as a freshman at BC, he had 37 points, uh, yep. 16 goals, 21 assists. And so far this year, um, he's at 23, 13 and 10. And then at uh, world juniors, he had 12. <laughs> so, you know, in seven games, that's, it's pretty, pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, world juniors, 12 points, seven games, like you said, and last year's world juniors, 10 points in seven games. So 22 points in 14 games total in that tournament, which is awesome. Um, he's going to, his, his college team has a real good chance at, at making a nice run. Boston college, I believe right now is ranked number one in the nation. So that's why he said he wants to finish it out there because they have a chance at the bean pot and the national championship. So um, hopefully he gets both. That'd be kind of cool for him to get both of those on his way to Anaheim. But I thought a cool thing about coach day that I see on here is that he was born in Sweden. Yeah. Yep. Swedish born, but represents team USA. Yeah. His dad represented team Canada. (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. And one other thing is he also played with Nestorenko last season. I think they were line mates. They were. Yeah. There was a clip in the highlight package I watched where I was like, oh, it's Nestorenko. (laughs) (laughs) I know that guy. (laughs) Well, time. Do you guys actually, you know, we. Before we get into all of this, because it is a lot, do you want to do what's on tap real fast, Chris? Because we kind Let's... of like just abandoned the games just to to start talking <laughs> about all of this. Yeah, let's do that. All right, so what's on tap? Brought to you by Noble Aleworks. If you mention late arrivals, when you get a beer or close your tab, you get 10% off on game days, home or away. If the Ducks are home, you can also get free game parking at Noble. Um, this week, well, yeah, this week we got, uh, what, Saturday, they're in Tampa. Ducks are in Tampa. Which we may get Leo Carlson back for. Leo might, yeah. Um, according to, who was that? Henrik Schoberg of Hockey News Sweden. Hockey News Sweden. Yeah, we could get him, Carlson, back as early as Saturday. So that'd be nice to have him coming into the lineup against the Lightning. Um, Monday, they continue the road trip against the Panthers and then Tuesday against the Capitals. I thought it was weird that their back to back is against Florida and Washington and not Tampa, Florida. Like you would think that their back to backs would be against the lightning and Panthers, not the Panthers and Capitals, but you know, I'm just a guy, it's just the schedule, schedule makers leader. showing us some mercy. Yeah. <laughs> not to get us though. Yeah. And then after that, they don't play until like Friday, I think, or Saturday against the Sharks. Oh, so the 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 Celebrini Bowl. Yep. Would be kind of cool to win that one. I just I like beating the Sharks. 
The small moral victories. <laughs> you gotta gotta <laughs> find them somewhere, man. Don't be bad, just don't be the worst. Yeah, exactly. All right, so what do we think in the lightning game? Christ. With how lightning tonight went different this year, but still, they're they they they're, they're still pretty dominant when they're on their game. I'm gonna and... say six two lightning. I'm, Holy, all right. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll one up you, and I'll say six one. Six one. Okay. Is that one upping or is that minus oneing? Either way. <laughs> I'll say. <sighs> you know, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say five nothing. I think we get blanked. <laughs> I would not say so we just. Yeah. All right. Panthers. The Frank Petrano revenge game. I'll go. I'll go four two. Frank Vetrano has two goals. The yeah. all right, duck, ducks are losing. Ducks are losing. So Vetrano <laughs> gets the only two goals. Vetrano <laughs> has the only two goals of the ducks. Yeah, I should clarify that. <laughs> um I'm gonna say I'm gonna say five one Panthers. Five one, okay. Damn. <laughs> I'll say I'll say three one Panthers. And then Tuesday at the Caps. Last I saw Ovechkin was day to day. I don't know if he's still day to day. I don't even know if it matters anymore. Like he's just kind of there. Sadly. Um I say four three ducks. I'll say, I say they win that one. They randomly play, they'll play well against the Caps like one time a year. Yeah. I'll go 3 2 Capitals. I'm going to say 4 2 Ducks. All right. That's fun. (laughs) A lot of losses there. (laughs) <laughs> well, we're gonna keep up all of the fun here. Um, but before we get into that, um, Noble, we love them. Go check them out. Our flags there. Caesar. Mention the pod. Get ten percent off your uh, your tab or on a beer. Yep. Ducks will be home twenty first or something like that this month. Make sure you go, Noble. Get your free parking. Cause why not? Okay, back back to all of the fun that was had. Um, so on our side of things, you know, we talked a lot about how there was some sadness with, with Jamie being traded. Um, and on the opposite side, you know, sometimes there's a clear-cut fan base that's like, oh, you know, we won this one, we fleeced you. you know, or there's sometimes where it's kind of like a good trade and everybody's like, oh, well, it benefits everybody involved. And to me, this felt like one of those trades. Um, yeah. But one one fan base handled it a little bit better. Um, <laughs> I mean, the irony that it's the two teams that both wear orange and black. Um, so yeah. yeah. Um, but in Philadelphia, it has been a bit of a mess um, because the situation still is a little murky. Um, but... This trade happened 
because Gauthier told Flyers management that he did not want to be a Flyer. And kind of the timeline of events that we, we've we kind of slowly gotten is there's some mystery event, some mystery thing that had happened that Gauthier felt was a situation he didn't want to be in um, and has come out and said that this still is a decision of what he feels is best for him, his family, and, you know, everybody involved in his career so far, you know, so including his agent and just, you know, the kid, obviously something happened and he didn't want to be a flyer. Um, Will we ever know the reason? I don't think we will especially after everything that has happened. Um, I, I kind of feel like if that ever gets dug back up, it's just going to make it worse uh, than it's yeah. already going to be. Um, you know, thankfully, we don't play the Flyers the rest of the season um, because that would be just a complete disaster. Um, yeah. I feel terrible for him, his first game back in Philly. It's going to yeah. be bad. Um, so to continue on the timeline... He, he told him that he didn't want to be a flyer, and it was a while ago um, because Danny Breer pretty much confirmed that they had secretly been trying to trade him for, for a hot minute. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and good on, I guess, the other GMs for not leaking anything because um, I feel like they wanted to keep this situation as in-house as possible without anything getting out, which certainly didn't happen um you know he thinks other gms involved in trade talks and you know pat gets lumped in there as the gm that completed the trade with them um for for kind of keeping things under wraps uh which certainly is a band-aid on everything that has happened so far because everything else has just been a complete shit show uh so the trade happens and then just all hell breaks loose uh, because it comes out that, oh, I don't want to be a flyer. But after he was drafted mm-hmm. saying he felt like he was, you know, he was the mold of a flyer and he wanted to be a flyer. Um, so, of course, it upsets the Philly fans. Um, and in that, I can I can kind of I can kind of see that, you know, be, I wouldn't say it's an okay response from the Philly fans, but I'd, I'd be a little ticked off too if someone said, oh, you know, I, I feel like I, I, you know, I fit the mold of what a flyer should be and I am happy yeah. to be one. And then, you know, not even two years after your draft, you're, you're already being traded before playing. Um, where it's not okay, which I don't really see many people defending obviously is uh being a general nuisance and flooding his instagram comments with wonderful things like death threats and just overall shitty messages which i mean we're in an age where that's going to happen on social media regardless of Mm -hmm. what you do um it's just amplified by the fact that it's shitty because the kid making a decision for his future um and it's not like he owes them anything is a 19 year old kid that wants control of his nhl career like it's not a very 
out there thing to happen. It's just the circumstances of it are weird. Yeah. Um, but then comes the fun of we're all we're all the things you know go to die on the internet is Twitter journalism. <laughs> um, it starts coming out that oh well, if you look at these podcast clips, you know Kevin Hayes is mentioned, and he was meeting with Gauthier, and he has to do with this, you know. He's the reason why yeah. he's not a flyer, um, which spiraled into Kevin Hayes getting death threats and people making comments about his brother, Jimmy, who passed away and how they were happy he was dead, which you have to be some fucking lunatic to think that's OK. Um, mm-hmm. And it's kind of where we're at now, um, you know, Cutter dispelled the rumor that Kevin Hayes had anything to do with it. Um, but things were kind of put to bed last night, I would say by torts, at least for the time being, um, he confronted the reporter who initially put out the, the whole rumor about Hayes being involved in this whole situation and just <laughs> tore his ass up, which yeah. say what you will about torts. Um, the fact that he was willing to go out there and just, absolutely rip this guy a new one after you know there were some shots taken at him you know at Gauthier, i should say you know throughout the week by other people in the organization like mm-hmm. keith jones being like oh if you don't want to be a flyer then you're not going to be a flyer and people just being shitheads about it like yeah the one person you expect to be the dick in the situation <laughs> somehow comes out on top of being the voice of reason like yeah his comment about oh i wouldn't know him from a hole in the wall the day of the trade is objectively a funny torts line you know not his best um but it's expected you're like okay that's just torts being torts yeah um but it was nice kind of seeing that quelled a little bit of you know why are you putting this bullshit out there like yeah there's real people and there's real consequences and it's different it's different if these people that start these things and it picks up it gains any traction or whatever like kids like they're younger people not not saying it's it makes it okay but like these are grown men like doing this like (laughs) spreading these rumors and like I don't know if I'd go as far as saying changing someone's life, but maybe, I mean, you're, you're putting their name out there in like a negative way and you're kind of affecting them and their families. And it's just, you're a grown man. Like, I just, I don't, I don't understand that. And this guy, this, this guy, I forgot what podcast flyers podcast he has, but like, what the hell? And like when Torts called him out, like he, he's like, was that you that did that? He's like, yeah. Yeah, like, like his response, he was like proud. so proud. Yeah, he was so proud that he that he put that out into the universe that Hayes, had, Kevin Hayes, had something to do with it, and it just blew my mind that he was like that. That was his reaction as a grown ass adult. I don't know, just it's kind of embarrassing in my opinion, but we don't have to get too much into him, I guess, because I honestly don't remember his name. Yeah, and for better, I mean, giving guys like that attention i feel 
does more harm in this situation because yeah. clearly clearly if you're going to do that and just kind of throw shit out there you know to, to see if it sticks like you don't deserve attention but yeah i don't want to spend you know too much time talking about it just it's just you know tiring at this point but i will say this is the same well not really fan base technically because it's the phillies and as mentioned but the same fans that threw batteries at jd drew for not signing with the phillies in the late 90s so it's kind of what you're dealing with yeah philly philly fans are something else man eagles fans kind of scare me um philly's philly's a whole different breed um they don't lack passion, but it, you know, there's there's a line that you shouldn't cross, and Philly seems to cross that line more often than not. Yeah, um, it's a bit crazy. And like, um, if I boo Drysdale or Drysdale. If they want to boo Gauthier, like that's fine. I don't care if you boo him, but like, yeah, I I'd be pissed too. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna lie, be pissed too, but like, there's more productive gonna... ways. <laughs> yeah, and Maybe Ducks fans are really. Like he Ducks fans that out. Yeah. Uh, Ducks fans can kind of relate to um, with this whole thing because of the whole Justin Schultz stuff. Yeah. If you were a fan when Justin Schultz uh, kind of did the same thing where he was, he kind of told the Ducks org that he was like excited to be a Duck and he was ready to sign for us. And then when that time came, he kind of like ghosted him. <laughs> And, uh, you know, he ends up going to the Oilers and, you know, he said that he wants he wants to go somewhere where he can win a cup. So then, of course, that made us hate the Oilers even more than we already did. And then we hated Schultz. And every time he came to Honda Center, there were blues. Every time he just touched the puck, that lasted for a few seasons. So, I mean, we definitely have been on that side of it. So it's weird to be on the other side now. But so I totally get where they're coming from. But it is still just a game it's a sport you don't need to threaten people you don't i mean you can boo the guy like you know like you're saying jack i mean simple boos you know you can boo him and everything yell at him whatever but you just you don't there's a line that you don't need to cross you know it's it's still they're just hockey players they're people you know you're gonna be <laughs> all just relax like yeah <laughs> It's, I, I said earlier, it's kind of this day and age where like people are going to take things too far because you can just say what you want on the internet, not really face any consequences. Um, I mean, it certainly doesn't do Cutter any favors liking Sean Avery's video. Um, granted, <laughs> Avery's video, you know, starts off like it's going to be serious, um, you know, as, as is most sean avery takes um but like throwing in the these are the same people that booed santa claus is is hilarious um but maybe don't like it when all this shit's going on um yeah but at the same time like who fucking cares you're you're gonna be a professional athlete that's making you know objectively is probably gonna be making millions of dollars at some point like yeah you can just take the approach of just like, yeah, I really don't care what these fucking people think, but yeah, overall, just a very weird situation. <laughs> it does interest me in what happened though. Just just by the way he's saying it, how it's how he's not answering what happened. He's just saying it's 
to something that's going to be between me, my family, and my agent. Yeah. So, very weird. There was a, you know, Elliot Friedman tweeted out. Um, he said, word is Philly didn't want a bonus overage carrying into the season, so they didn't want to sign Gauthier at the end of last year. They certainly didn't intend it as any kind of insult, but things were never the same after that happened. Yeah, because so. wouldn't that bonus overage put him over the cap? Yeah. 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 Like, because the GM took over last year. Yeah, Briere took over last year. So he inherited a bad cap situation, and he obviously didn't want to go over the cap. So, like, I, I don't necessarily blame Briere, <laughs> but, I mean, I, mean t- I think he did a fair job in the trade. I mean, yeah. Drysdale in a second round pick, like, yeah, I think he did the best with the situation he was dealt with. Yeah, yeah, and it's just weird what Breer was saying too, like how he was, how he was kind of getting at, like they they couldn't get a hold of Gauthier and they they wanted to sign him because I, I thought I read that they wanted to sign him, but then they were also looking to trade him last like draft. This past draft. Like, this because, past yeah. draft. Because, I mean, it's been almost a year now that um, yeah. CA told him, like, I don't want to be a flyer. Yeah, and it's weird that it's lasted that long, and then they come out and say that them not getting a hold of him at the World Juniors was the last straw. But if you were trying to trade him at last draft, well, I, I, I How I interpret the, the situation, I think, I don't remember where the quote was from just because there's been so many all all around. Um, was the fact that I think it was the last straw and the fact that they wanted to get a hold of him at World Juniors this year to yeah. to make sure like to do to do due diligence. Holy shit. <laughs> to do due diligence. God damn. Okay, I'm not even gonna say that anymore. They wanted <laughs> or attempt to. I can't speak right now. They wanted to get a hold of him one last time. To yeah. be like, hey, has anything changed your mind? We still want you to be a flyer. Like, if if it really comes down to it, we can trade you. Yeah, it's just it. It's weird that the timelines don't fit. Um, but again, I think the less we know, the better off everybody is. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Um, like I kind of I, I feel for Briere. Um. It is kind of funny though. Greg, Greg Wyshynski posted a uh, kind of like a little conspiracy theory, which goes against everything we've just said. Of you know, <laughs> hey, maybe don't be a dickhead and speculate. Yeah. Um, but he pretty much had said that there is an interesting little wrinkle in the situation when you think about the fact that Bob Murray is an advisor in Philadelphia right now. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and. Pat has certainly shown kind of a knack for this is not my guy. This is not my pick. This is someone I inherited. Mm-hmm. I don't have any, I don't have any uh, loyalty tied up into this. Yeah. And for a situation like this to work out where both sides have something that the other wants and someone for, you know, Someone who drafted Jamie Drysdale is in the other organization now, 
and he, mm-hmm. he was kind of tying both together but then the the wrinkle was oh well maybe he didn't like chuck fletcher which if it comes down to just that then yeah you know it's kind of funny because <laughs> you know I, I i feel like flyers fans will at least kind of sympathize a little bit since they all hated chuck fletcher too but mm. i don't know weird weird shit it's i feel like we get one of these hockey twitter situations every year where yeah something like this happens it gets blown way out of proportion just because it's that's how the internet works in this day and age and yeah then we sit here and talk about it because you almost have to sit back and like how did this happen why can't you people be normal (laughs) right jesus i guess my thing with this whole trade that kind of bothered me was that Somehow this trade happens and everyone thinks that another trade or two other trades are coming because of this trade happening. Um, you wouldn't be say... talking about Trevor's egress being on the trade block, would you? <laughs> I just don't understand how Jamie getting traded automatically means someone else like that. So that guy is being traded next. It makes no sense. Like we've talked about it. Pat Verbeek has even come out and said it. This what this just came out of nowhere. A player like Gauthier was just available. We have a ton of defensemen. It just worked in our favor. It worked out perfectly. He got something that landed right at his feet, so he took a swing at it. And he, That's it. he knocked it out of the park. Dude. And he got it. Yeah. Let's not beat around I the mean, bush. Yeah, I mean, he... If if Carter Gauthier was fine with where he was and everything worked out and he was going to sign with the Flyers, this wouldn't have happened. Maybe he would have traded Drysdale anyway, down the line. I don't think it would have been right now, but a prospect was made available and he couldn't refuse. So I just, it just, it was just perfect timing, and it just but, it worked out. That doesn't get clicks. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> That's the problem. Pat was the the meme I have saved the little duck with the fingers going is for me. <laughs> well, when they're talking about Verbeek wanting, you know, Goche all along, trying to trade up for him for the draft and all that stuff, like yeah, I just picture Pat sending him texts at two a.m. like you up, <laughs> you up, Danny, wake up! I know you're up. I see your Discord online. Yeah, exactly. hop on Rocket League. Let's talk this out. <laughs> Oh, that, I'm I'm tired. It's a lot, man. This is a lot of ducks stuff, and just a lot of taxing. it just. <laughs> yeah, and like a lot of the drama was just the ducks being there. It wasn't like ducks drama. <laughs> we were just part of it. Um, we were kind of dragged into to a weird situation, but yeah, what can you do, man? I don't know. It was. Long week, long week. Hopefully, we get some. Maybe we get some ducks wins out of this. I don't know. Didn't start off great, but <laughs> the only way to go is up. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From what I've uh, learned, never like... say how could it get worse because it will always get worse. <laughs> I was gonna tweet something today about how like this is this this is just like common for me because I feel like we're kind of going through the motions of like the angel season. 
mm-hmm. where it's like this is the time of year where Trout and Rendon get their yearly injuries, and then it's like Renhifo's pitching for some reason because he's the utility guy that plays every position, and we're just kind of like, yeah, sure, why not? I saw. Yeah, the, I think it was. I think it was Garrett on Twitter. Shout out Garrett. Um, the Garrett. The Garrett. I'm pretty sure it was him. When the Drysdale trade happened, he said we gave up Anthony Rendon light for Cutter Gauthier. I'm all in, or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> God, that makes me sad that you just compared the Ducks to the Angels. Just because, like, I don't understand it 100, percent but I just, I, I since I follow. You know, I have a lot of, of us. friends. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of friends that are Ducks fans, and they just happen to be Angels fans. And I see how miserable you guys <laughs> see the pain in our eyes. Yeah, it's awful. It's so <laughs> awful to get my hockey team compared to that. I'm like, damn, are we really that bad? Is it really that bad? <laughs> Injury wise, this year, yeah, yeah. But the difference is, this seems to happen on like a two to three year like cycle with the the Ducks, where it's like every couple years, where the Angels, it's just like, okay, who's going first, and then who are the five that are gonna join him? <laughs> <sighs> well, just because of how long we had and how much Duck stuff we had, we're not gonna do any NHL news uh, this week, except for one thing. <clears throat> I, I am pulling a fast one on you, Chris. Corey okay. Perry is eligible to come back to the NHL when he when he pleases. He is. So yes. It's cool to see. I, I will say props to Perry. Um Gary Bettman said that there was nothing barring him. Mm-hmm. That yeah, he so was he really pretty much ready to, be... to come back whenever. Yeah. Um yeah. but he kind of did his due diligence and it just shows that he's grateful to still play in this league. Um, yeah. Which I do like that he went to Batman. Batman didn't need him to go there. Exactly. Yep. Perry wanted to meet with Batman. So that that that's nice to hear. I'm still so I'm I'm really hesitant on all of it just because we don't know the full details. And we we might yeah. never know. I don't know. But I don't to know. me, like, it eases a little bit of that kind of stress of like, what did he do? Is this something that you know people are gonna hate him for a valid reason now Mm -hmm. um but to me it kind of is like okay like if the nhl didn't deem it as much of an issue and he kind of took the initiative to get the help that he needed it kind of puts my mind at ease a little but then again we all we are talking about the nhl and yeah yeah. um they don't exactly have the cleanest track record so i I, I definitely share a little bit of that hesitation Mm -hmm. but you know, if you're gonna trade some people, Pat, you know, you know, it's there's gonna be spots open. <laughs> We're losing Jesus. a lot of guys. We need, we just need warm bodies. Damn it! I know. I can't wait till we hit like a, a week where we lose like two or three more guys to injury, and Pat's like, I have to do it. Can <laughs> be like the meme from the Muppets Christmas movie. The little outline. I don't think it's the Christmas movie, but it was one of the Muppet movies where it's like. Yeah. Kermit's little shadow in the light. Oh, the evil Kermit? <laughs> no, it's like they're like looking at like this bright light and it's just like Kermit oh, walking yeah, through yeah, the light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if Perry if Perry returns, do they have him come down in the like through the rafters? In the wild like wing wing? <laughs> Not even wild wing suit. Like he gets set gear. on fire. Full gear coming down the rafters, like for the starting lineup. 
Chris, I don't think you've seen the budget at Honda Center. I don't know if they got uh, to be putting players up on the zip line. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe <laughs> that might be maybe, an insurance liability. Or maybe like they're announcing the starting lineups and they get four done. And for the fifth one, like lights go out, glass shatters, <laughs> Cold Stone Sea of Austin's music starts playing. <laughs> Uh, right. well, Here comes Corey Perry with the steel chair. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, we can get into questions now. Um, I guess. Oh, do you want to do uh, or uh, ad reads really quick? We'll do. We'll do them at the end. Okay. We'll get through the questions. We'll we'll end with our <laughs> our, our reads. Sounds or good. or we can just say our codes at the end. And we'll be good. Okay. We'll cover cover our bases. Uh, starting with hockey three six five topic as always is the Gauthier Drysdale trade the biggest caught you off guard trade in the history of you being a fan? Ooh, um, I would say the only other one staying on topic with what we were just talking about when when Perry was bought out, I would say that caught me the most off guard because it was just like we were waiting that was for it. Shocking. Yeah, but then it happened, and you're like, "Fuck, he actually did it." Oh, he did it. Yeah. Perry's a good one to buy out. This one was pretty... I can't really remember the last time I had to, like, look at something that long and make sure, like, I wasn't being bamboozled. So definitely could be the Drysdale one so far. I feel Um, like I've, since I've been a fan, I've been around for just, like, selling guys off. Not mm -hmm. really, like, any of, like, the big (laughs) trades. Yeah, you... You weren't around for the Ryan Kessler trade. Oh, that Kessler trade was nice. That made me so happy. I think the most caught off guard trade or just movement in general was the Bobby Ryan trade for me. I loved Bobby I was Ryan. Thinking that one. So it that one really caught me off guard. I was thinking that one, but then at the same time, I remember kind of anticipating it just because Perry and Getzloff signed that long. Yeah, Contra- almost like identical contracts. Yeah, the eight by like what eight point five, something like that. Yeah, so it kind of made Bobby Ryan the odd man out. So you're kind of waiting for it. It was still shocking when it happened because I, you know, you weren't, you didn't know when it was going to happen and if it was really going to happen. Um, but yeah, I was I think twelve, right- so I was, 12? Like, I was twelve, so I wasn't like aware enough I just, of like yeah. they signed the contract, so he's got to go. We we got a mouse sighting uh in the chat and he said quick being traded while I was watching lap and having Connor break the oh news live to me because I went through an existential crisis. <laughs> I totally and, forgot that we actually had that happen. We live. stayed on for that. Remember, yeah. it like happened. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh shit, we got to stay on for the details. <laughs> yeah, that was that was nuts. That was fun though. Um, I'd say right now, yeah, Drysdale that I can think of just because it's fresh. I can't really think of any because, like Jake said, like it's been a while since they've like it's always been just they, shit the off guys don't make, for, yeah. And plus, the Ducks don't make big moves. They don't, yeah. Because especially I, I the Bob thought, Yeah, I even thought of Freddie Anderson, but even then, that one was kind of anticipated because of Gibson. We knew that yeah. they had to choose one or the other. Mm-hmm moving forward and they went with gibson so that one i mean it hurt because i love i love i still love freddie anderson um 
But it brought but that he, one... he who shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I'd say Drysdale. That one, that one kind of. I think I stopped breathing for a second. I had to remind myself to breathe because it was shocking. So we'll go with Drysdale. Poor Ryan. He said I was having a breakdown and hearing, ooh, let's stay for like 10 more minutes. <laughs> so that was my ooh. canon event. <laughs> okay, oh, our, our next one uh comes from random SF8 on Twitter. They ask, how do you see the lines when Gauthier, Gauthier debuts? And for fun, which player would you want to spend a day with? Uh, as for lines, I already said McTavish and Kalorn as line mates would make a perfect uh, shutdown line, and we've yeah. been missing that since the the Cog Cogslerberg line. Cogslerberg, <laughs> Cogslerberg. That just doesn't. That doesn't sound like you're allowed to say it. <laughs> <laughs> like that sounds like a medical medical term. It kind of does. Or like a um, Harry Potter spell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my man. oven is going off in the background. I'll mute myself while you guys answer. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good line. Second line, McTavish, Kalorn, sure. I like that. And then Carlson, Terry, Zegris. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to even think about lines uh just kind of easy for me right now not gonna lie (laughs) (laughs) well when the trade happened i wrote down like (laughs) Like, okay top top six sure but like after that i can't i can't tell you just because it's gonna change in before the the carrick leeson gochier line the end of the season yeah oh yeah and what about uh johnston is he getting is he getting the uh Derek grant Treatment, you think? What uh, type of Derek Grant treatment are we talking? Yeah, I was gonna say we've had I mean, three different ones. <laughs> we, we have, yeah, that's true. We did have three different. Uh, we Grant had movements. can't leave um, the lineup glued to, glued to the score sheet or glued to the the lineup card. Yeah, we had ascension to to number one C for two weeks, and then we had wait, he's still here. Yeah, maybe the Derek Grant leash is that putting it better. Just because I feel like he's in the lineup all the time. He wasn't tonight, but I don't know. I just don't see the reasoning behind him being in the lineup. No offense to this guy. He might be a great guy. I don't know him personally. Let's remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, he's in the lineup more than I would like. And yeah, even when he's in the lineup, he plays like, what, eight minutes, if that? Maybe, maybe. So like he's hard- yeah. Like there's some nights he's logging in more penalty minutes than kind of nice. Yeah, and I know he's on the fourth line, so it shouldn't matter that much. But why do you yeah. need to have a fourth line that just doesn't do anything? Like, what's the and point? Es- and especially when Leeson's the healthy scratch, like that just yeah. blow that blows yeah. my mind. I mean, yeah. when you have when you have certain people that can maybe inject some life into that fourth line, why not put him in there? Like, why do you need a fourth line? That literally goes out there, punches someone in the mouth, and then leaves. Like, what's the, yeah. like, we don't need that, especially when a team needs scoring like the Ducks do. Like, there's just no point. But that's, that's, that's for another day. <laughs> <laughs> kind of got off track there with this. Uh, I Gauthier. thought Dallas Eakins was gone. <laughs> I know. 
God damn. So our next one comes from our pal Patrick. Is it can lap start a rumor about a GM in quotes <laughs> mentioning a young star in conversations end quote so we can write <laughs> clickbait articles and everyone can assume that that player is on the trading block and up for grabs. Thanks. So do we want to put out a name and we're going to make him write about it? Is he going to, is he going to write it? I heard I heard Connor Bedard loves the beach. <laughs> That's just what my sources are telling me. Yeah. I I told him in the group chat if we were doing this pod in 2017, um half of the Nashville Predators roster would have been on their way to like the KHL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm hearing Zach Benson. Um, I just got a text right now. Zach Benson apparently wants out of Buffalo. <laughs> Absolutely insane. I can't reveal my source. Just got a text message. Um, in all caps, by the way. All caps. Wow. Zach Benson wants out of Buffalo. I also heard that when McDavid hits the free agency mm-hmm. market, he's willing to take a pay cut to play for a real contending team like Anaheim. <laughs> He's, He's taking his first. talents to Newport Beach. <laughs> At a discount rate. Because <laughs> he's a team guy. So our next one, we have uh, this one, and then our uh, our squeak of the week, as always. Wait, uh, we never, Milo. We never... We never answered the second half of that question, did we? Who we want to hang like spend the day with? Uh, sorry. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. Um. I'm I mean, sorry. We'll, at this we'll point, I would I would say Zegers because after saying that they him and Jamie used to pee together, um, <laughs> it seems like they they were up to something, having a little yeah. too much fun. So you got to see what that's all about, I guess. Yeah. I just want to dabble, see what that's about. <laughs> day in the life. Do you think they cross streams? <laughs> I'd be disappointed at this point if they didn't. Dapped yeah. up together in the bathroom, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'd say Zegras. Um, McTavish. McTavish seems like he's just a chill guy. I want to play around a round of golf with Petrano. Petrano, yeah. The so Springfield rifle. Yeah, the Springfield <laughs> rifle. I've just from seeing like the videos that they post on social media, it was like, what, who's the funniest guy on the team? It's always Petrano. Always Petrano, yeah. And he just, he's always barking on the ice. Yeah. You can only imagine the chirps when you're on the golf course. Yeah, right. Leo Carlson, too. I'd say Leo Carlson would be fun. Fun guy to hang with. I feel like Leo Carlson would just be too wholesome. Probably. Like, I need someone <laughs> with some bite in him. Yeah. All right. So, our next one comes from Barry. Uh, I'm assuming when he says PK, he means Paul Korea. Um, yeah. At least that's where my mind goes. But he could be talking about the penalty kill. But he says, who's our PK of the future? Yeah, it's got to be Paul Korea. Um, the Paul Korea of the future. Leo Carlson. Yeah, that's where my mind goes. Leo. Yeah, I could probably say Leo. I was, I mean, I, I'm hoping it's Zegers just by, like, size um and skill because yeah. leo carlson my first thought is like ryan gets which i which a lot of people say already so it's not yeah. like I'm, I'm the only one that thinks that or anything 
Um, but when it comes to Paul Korea, like what I remember from him, just like he wasn't a big guy, smaller dude, quick, great playmaker, great shot. Like that just reminds me of like a like Zegras, what we have right now, kind of put the ducks on the map. And Zegras has kind of done that um, over the last couple of seasons, kind of gave people a reason to talk about this team and in their rebuilding years. So I'd say Zegras. Just from a comparison wise, yeah, I would say Zegris, but like just trying to think of like long term production, uh-huh. Carlson would probably be a safer bet to like what the numbers are going to look like comparing to yeah. Korea. Okay. But the size and everything makes perfect sense for Zegris. Mm-hmm. Leo, you be a small boy. Short Kings rise. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, apparently he's getting traded because he's too small. <laughs> allegedly allegedly so we we end this week uh with our squeak of the week as always and ryan is in the chat for this one so makes it even better <laughs> so he said hobble wobble bobble my red solo cup i fill you up fuck game Bilardi. <laughs> jesus <laughs> i have spilled paint which made me think of paint and painting with paint what was the podcast's most cringeworthy, clumsy moment? The podcast. Hmm. I mean, something we've done specifically as a pod. I mean, I, I feel like it can be a number of things. Because <laughs> we, we certainly have had our few shares or few uh, instances of just like, oh, maybe we shouldn't have done that. Clumsy moment on the pod, I would have to say, and I think Lou would agree, is when he called Dallas Aikens. What did he call Dallas Aikens? He called him a bitch. That's right. That's right. That but to lose credit, that was the uh, the hello episode. Uh, I was going to say, wasn't that Vegas? Coming that live Vegas. from his hotel room. Yeah, that was Viva Lou Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. A little clumsy, but yeah. I mean personally i've had a i've had a lot i'm a very clumsy person i drop a lot of stuff um especially at work i feel like working around like sharp blades just puts me in more danger um i've cut my thumb a lot recently if we're talking on on ice perspective i do have one that's funny i got yelled at a by a ref one time given a penalty the end of a game we we lost a championship game and i was kind of pissed and that we were losing because it was a bad game and i kicked i kind of like put my stick in front of my pad and like kicked the puck up when the ref was coming to grab the puck oh it's like 30 seconds left in the game we're losing by like four something like that and um i was using my backup stick because i was didn't want to break my other one Mm -hmm. um and I kind of launched the puck into the netting and I got a delay game penalty at the end of the game. <laughs> so like the stat read like 2020 uh, penalty. Uh, I, I think he gave me an unsportsman like two. I think I got two penalties on that. But I got a delay <laughs> a game and an unsportsman. I thought. Nice. And he told it's me not to do that shit game. again. <laughs> when I was nine. Um, before one of my little league games, I tripped over my bat bag and broke my wrist and missed the rest of the season. Oh, so my that's God. my clumsiest moment. Oh. 
I broke my wrist uh, playing two-hand touch football. Nice. That was more embarrassing than clumsy because it wasn't my fault. Like, I, I dove for a pass, didn't catch it, and then some dude fell on me. Like, he tripped over mm. my legs and, like, landed on my arm and, like, pushed my wrist into the ground, broke my wrist. So it really wasn't on me. I wasn't the clumsy one in that situation, but it was kind of embarrassing to break a bone playing two-hand touch football. <laughs> Shit happens. Yeah. I had a friend do? growing up. His sister used to fall out of trees randomly. And oh, just yeah. she slipped on a ball once and had to be airlifted. So airlifted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. My girlfriend's broken her foot, jumped out of a treehouse once, and she was in oh, high school. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Not that she needed to catch a stray there, but <laughs> I know I was like, hopefully she's all right with you saying that right now. The, but, this is yeah. the this is the pot of catching strays. Trust me, nobody. Neither said. her or her friends are watching this. So, <laughs> okay. Ryan did say this. It it gave Chris the strength to wield double hockey sticks. Hit him yeah. up, ducks. You need forwards. He could play with honestly. Two sticks. Honestly, you have the picture. I don't have video form of um of that, but the picture's there, and they always say a picture is worth a thousand words. So. You were on, Na- on Nasher's channel. That's all that matters. <laughs> Go pro hockey. Um, well, before we get out of here, as always, we appreciate you guys uh, listening. Uh, if you've hung out with us on Twitch tonight, thank you. Uh, before we go, Ryan said, worst was tearing my baseball pants open after going full scorpion on a slide, having it being very apparent. <laughs> Um, sorry, we did have a question from Nat on uh, Instagram. She said, "Describe everything that's happened in the Ducks in the Ducks verse this week in three words, really quick." What the fuck? That's honestly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that kind of, I mean, that works. I don't know why I didn't think of that, but I was trying to actually think of like three words. I'm like, what can I say? And then, yeah, that kind of just sums it all up. Just with everything. Yeah, nice, nice and easy. <laughs> nice and easy. Covers all the bases. Yeah. As always, you can find us at Late Arrivals Pod on everything. This being recorded on Thursday will go out on Friday. Um, as always, you can also get tickets to any sporting event from 714 Tickets using code LAP, 10% off uh, checkout, and 5% towards any orders you do in the future and then uh shift hockey lou is not here to talk Talk to people about his love of cream but lap 10 (laughs) checkout gets you 10 percent off anything without any uh existing deals uh but they have sticks apparel Uh, if you're looking to get into hockey i know all the adult programs are starting to kick back up at the rinks around here so uh, if you are uh starting hockey get, get yourself some uh some gloves, some affordable gloves, and some affordable sticks. Yep, works out. Get Hopefully we're back next week with uh, better news to talk about <laughs> and not any more controversy, yeah. but... Hopefully, some positive stuff. But yeah, subscribe everywhere you can to the Late Arrivals podcast. And my microwave in the background is now going off. Hell yeah. <laughs> Good place, good place to end. Yeah. <laughs> Leave a rating and review. Five stars. We'll see you next week.
we don't get a five Adios. star, uh, my microwave will be present for the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All, All right. right. See you all next week. Later. You can follow Late Arrivals on both Twitter and Instagram at Late Arrivals Pod. If you feel so inclined, leaving a review and rating wherever you get your podcasts is a great way to show your support and is much appreciated. Take care.